Hello, and welcome to Ramblings of an Allocratic Son. I'm your host, Isaac Rowan. I am an author on this page, and if you want to check out my uh, blog post, which includes some short stories and my rambling thoughts, um, those are available on our front page. Um, whether you're listening to this podcast on our website, allocraticsun.com, S-U-N, or on Spotify, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Um, so this series is going to be a, a mixed mash of different things. So I want you to look through the list once we have enough episodes going out of what you want to listen to. Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about art and passion, but specifically why religious art, specifically in America, Christian art, kind of now. And so you're asking, like, why would an author talk about this specifically? Well, I could do a podcast on just how to write a story or themes or characters. I don't feel qualified. And I also think that you could just buy that in a book. Um, a really good place to go is YouTube.com and look up Brandon Sanderson. He does all of his lectures on there. You can listen to all of them for free. Be good. Be a good writer. Find it. Be inspired. <laughs> So on these passion podcasts, we're going to be diving into different passions because passion is where art really comes from. If you're really passionate about uh, fishing or something, you can come up with some really cool fishing stories. And I feel like the more passions you give yourself, these don't have to be hobbies, but the more things you're passionate about, the wider range your writings or your art can be. And so this week, we're going to be focusing on art, where that passion comes from, and why Christian art seems to be empty. Why, as Christians, we go to church and we hear the song about, you know, being washed in the waves of Jesus, and anyone listening to that sound, it sounds so cliche, and the worst part is when it's empty. And so today, I'm, I'm happy to introduce my guest today, Izzy Brissinger. And we're going to be discussing this, and I invite you to listen along as we go into this podcast. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Izzy Bersinger, and I honestly, whenever I was looking over the script to answer this question, I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to answer this, because it just is something that's almost like... I feel, and this is, sounds so cheesy and corny, but just like it's such a part of my life and a part of who I am that it's hard to like explain why it's something that I like and something that I have a passion for. Um, there's, I think there's just something about it that like the right kind of art just unlocks like this joy in life and this appreciation for the world around me that other things don't. Um, and I think in some way, it's like everybody's looking for meaning and goodness, and everybody tries to seek that in different ways, and I guess in some ways this is my way, and like, you know, since we're talking about God and religion with this, like, everybody's searching for goodness and meaning, and Christians, like, this pursuit leads us to better understand God, but if you're not a Christian, then you're just trying to find the source of that and what that is, and so I think that there's a lot of artists that do that through art. And there's people that do it through other things, too. Well, the fun thing in that is, like, so I'm an artist, too, and I've drawn pictures and stuff, and I'm terrible, okay? <laughs> I draw creatures without heads because I can't draw faces. 
And I know, like, everyone out there knows that if you want to do art, it's practice. You know, what you're drawing uh, from the first year to 10 years from then is obviously going to be different. But when we're kids and we do these doodles and stuff, we kind of feel like I have to be an artist or I have to draw or this is a fun thing. And the whole purpose of these passion podcasts, as I'm, I want to call them, is that it's finding the actual like, like passion that we have. And like my passion for drawing, obviously it's still there because I still do it, but it kind of changes. So I would ask first, like if it's this is your passion, but like why why do you feel like this is your passion and not some other form of art? Um, like, are you asking how it directly affects me personally, or what made you choose to do? You're, you're an art major, mm-hmm. so what made you choose to do that specifically versus? Um, get a regular job and then you're gonna do art on the side like you do uh, Etsy shirts on the side you draw these things and you sell two a week but you're working as an accountant and you hate yourself yeah um I honestly think it's I mean it's mainly because I really feel like it's what God wants me to do and I know a lot of people say that about various things but I just I feel like I've been praying about it a lot and it just seems like what I'm supposed to do. Also, it's the only thing that I really feel like I find a lot of joy in doing. Mm. Um, there's nothing else that I've really tried that I get the same amount of like joy from. And I think it's also just like something that I'm naturally good at. And there's a lot of other things. It's like for science and math, it's like I love science. I think science is so cool. but. I am so bad at it, and my brain just does not work that way. Like, I feel like I have a very widespread of interest, but this is, like, the one thing that I feel like just comes very naturally to me. And that's not, like, you know, like, I've tried to do a lot of other things. Um, Like, I love, like, dance, for instance, but it's not something that comes naturally or easily to me. The other people are like, oh, my gosh, you should do that for a living. It's more of, like, a personal passion but, like, art is something that other people are like, wow, you should do that for a living. And I'm like, okay, I feel like that's further affirmation of what I feel like I need to do. See, I find that funny because my favorite class I had in college so far was a chemistry class I failed. Now, to be clear, I got a B in the lab. So uh, I could do it if I skated on other people's laurels. Yeah. Um, but it, it was clear, like, that wasn't, like, I could get this eventually but I feel like a lot of people, whether we're talking about art or just whatever you're doing, I feel like people want to push themselves into something they're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we have people that are pushing themselves into art or pushing themselves into math when they should be doing the opposite. And for myself, I've been like fighting my, I've been fighting myself on that. Like you say you enjoy doing art and like it makes you feel happy. If I don't write, if I'm not creative, I don't feel myself. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, but, like, uh, it's like if you didn't shower for a month. Like, that's the worst image I can put in my own head. Um, But, and I haven't been able to write recently, which we'll get into in maybe into another podcast. But, like, I've been doing drawings instead or this or that. 
Um, but when I get into that creative zone, I feel more, I would say at one with myself, if not with God, but I, I would first say it's more of being myself or being useful, you know, like a hammer that's actually being used as a hammer and the rest of the day we're just learning subjects in school or watching TV or what have you. Yeah, for sure. And I think like a lot of people can take that the wrong way too and be like, oh, well, just because I struggle with something or it's hard, does that mean that I shouldn't do it? And I'm like, no, of course not. (laughs) Well, that's even funnier because like limitations, we're talking about like passion, why we have these passions in the first place. I'd say limitations increase your passion because if you look... (laughs) If you look, uh, um, I have some shirts on the website for you guys if you want to support us directly. But if you look at them, the guys don't have heads. And, like, someone would say, oh, that's weird. And But if you look at it, the limitations of my ability has also created its own style. So the limitations of your writing could make it to where you're going to be a romance author instead of a fantasy author. Or your art's going to be... I don't know, on t-shirts and not in the in the Louvre or something, or vice versa. So now that we've talked about that, what is what are your favorite depictions of art, of this the passion that that where you feel yourself when you do these things? What are your favorite depictions that you kind of grasp onto? Like things that I personally do or that I see other people do or both? Both. Okay. Um, I have to say for myself, I absolutely love drawing people. That's like my favorite thing ever. Super realistic or very cartoony? Realistic. Comes from the guy who doesn't draw hands. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I think it's given me so much like appreciation for um, humanity and just knowing that we're made in the image of God, being able to like almost I mean like looking at people is one thing but being able to almost like it's almost like retracing the steps in a way like being able to like follow that with your own hand and like take part of almost like you know like we're made in the image of God and God created us so we create things and it's almost like being able to like connect with God in that way and just like appreciate the beauty of the way that he made every person. I just think that's so cool. And like, I don't know. It's like every single person is so different that drawing them never gets boring. Like whenever I was younger, I would only draw landscapes or inanimate objects. I didn't want to draw people because I thought it was like just not as fun or too hard. And like, I mean, I still am fine with landscapes and inanimate objects, but I'm just like drawing people is always so different. So. And it makes you feel more alive because like, we like we love Bob Ross. We love our Bob mm-hmm. Ross, and he draws the happy little trees and the happy little accidents. Yeah. But I am bored when I try to draw those because it's like it's not me. So yeah. I'd say like when you draw these people versus places, or do you put people like in places? That's when you feel the most like yourself or expressive. Yeah. And you said the word alive earlier, and that made me think of like it. The, I think that's really what it is. It's like it makes the drawing come to life because it's a person. The you word, know. That that's exactly that's exactly it. Um, the hardest part, I will say about art, and we're talking about like your favorite things of what, of what you put art into and stuff, but without a passion, it's it's just dead. Like, if you look at um, art students, you know, for example, he draw this bowl of fruit, 
and stuff. It's technique. And they're learning techniques, so that's fair enough. You need to draw basic objects and things that are boring for a while. But it always, it's based on technique. And if that person goes on to just be a painter and all they do is paint fruit and they're not passionate about it, it looks technically beautiful. Yeah. But I don't know if anyone wants to say, you look technically technically beautiful. Yeah. But when there's that passion in it, you can see it. Well, and I think kind of almost going not I'm not contrasting your point or going against it necessarily but I also I also think that there is value and significance in things that like just look cool like (laughs) are we talking like dragons or skyscrapers well like I don't think it always like there's a lot of people that are very critical of art in the sense that they're like it always has to have some deep like meaning behind it or some sort of like importance um to somebody like on a soul level and I'm like Heck, I love it whenever I see pieces of art that are just cool for no reason other than they are just supposed to look cool, you know? And see, well, that's where I think the passion is. Like, I think those ones that are done just to be cool, mm-hmm. they have that passion in it. So we're talking about art and favorites and stuff. That's what I'm looking for. Like, you see, like, the Banksy uh, stuff where he had one, uh, I think it was a painting, and then the frame itself was a shredder. <laughs> And so it started shredding. It's like, oh, no, but now it's worth, like, $3 billion. But it's just kind of cool. And it's it's that kind of just cool stuff. But it's just kind of cool because there is, like, a soul behind it. Like, I feel like... I feel like you can... You know when things are authentic, I guess. Yeah. And I think you can tell that, like you said, just by looking at something or by hearing something, like, with music, like... I'm a huge, like, U2 and Coldplay fan. Like, there's something about U2 and Coldplay's music that just, like, kind of like I was saying earlier, like, it's almost speaks to me on, like, a soul level, and I can't really, like, put my finger on it or explain it logically, but it just, like, repeating the key metaphor that I used earlier, it just, like, unlocks this new vision and, like, intuition and, like, this way that I see the world that, like, nothing else does. Like, I'll literally, like, have... A bad day and then I will just like listen to a U2 song that can have nothing to do with my situation but just like the way that it sounds or like the passion that I feel in it like almost reminds me of I don't know I guess like that passion that I have as well it almost like again unlocks me and makes me like wake up and be like oh yeah this is the right perspective on life see that's what I think I feel like that's what art kind of does so like, I'm feeling passionate, and I write this song, or someone feels passionate. I feel that's how we kind of connect to each other, on, on an artistic level at least, is like you're listening to a, like a U2 song for you, and you feel that passion of the person that made the song, and it makes you passionate. And it's kind of just this loop. It's kind of like this, we're all thirsty for this water, and we, we all have it. And like, Do you, you think that there's a different level of... But where have you seen the most of it for yourself? Because, like, you said YouTube is for, like, some songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and in art with yourself, it's people. Are there any artists that you see this, like, authenticity or this passion that you go to when you're like, this looks, like, just awesome? Oh, yeah. I think um, in the visual art world, I think someone that I could definitely say is Christian Watson. And he is, like, a photographer, and he does, like, a lot of, like, graphic design and branding. He also does a lot of, like, hand, you know, drawn kind of stuff. And he's one of those people that just is, like, 
every single artwork he makes, he just like pours himself into it. And he goes over all the small little details. And you're just like, wow, that is so you, Christian. <laughs> like, you know, um, and he's not necessarily super popular as a visual artist, but. Does he have like a most famous uh, photograph or something that our listeners might recognize? Um, I'll definitely like whenever you make the little like thing we can always like put a link in the bottom or okay something. we'll put a link to the best one um <laughs> but i think um for him that's visual art for music i would because music is something that inspires me to make art like i like making art because of music almost if that hmm. makes sense um not always like there's definitely many times where i'm just like wow because i primarily think visually and so i think because music inspires me so much it's my way of like expressing the amount of passion and the i hate i hate to keep saying that word i feel like it's so like surface level almost but like it's like i'm able to express how that music makes me feel on that soul level through visual things so i think music that really gets me is andrew peterson's music you know when you, you're saying that i'm i'm starting to think of the old uh music browser on like windows xp i don't know if our listeners know what that is but um it's like a screensaver where it reacts to the music and there's like yeah there's like weird designs and like that was the screensaver on a windows media yes i guess i'm (laughs) i'm a screensaver on a windows computer (laughs) no no what i'm saying is that it's it's kind of cool so like the music influences the the art it literally like draws these like different fractals and things and uses different colors and you're saying like the music flows through you just like that so like mm-hmm. the music just goes into your passion and it makes a new one which is really cool yeah and definitely like i said it's not always just music like there's always other things too since i'm so like visual i think that there's sometimes where i'm just like I see something and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. I want to be able to do that somehow or like reflect the way that I see that somehow <sighs> on the paper. <laughs> oh, we talk about that. Like, oh my God, what I'd like to do. I, I I have tons of them like that. Like, I know people don't like George R. R. Martin. Some people do, some people don't because uh, he's, you know, graphic. Um, but if you read like um, Brandon Sanderson or you read like, I guess Tolkien, but it's kind of older English at this point. I look at them like, I want to do this. I want to be able to write like this. And it seems a little bit easier, but even in like artists, like, um, like even like Banksy, he does like really simple stuff. And it's like cliche to say, oh, well, I like the, you know, top 10 artists on the, on the song track. But I do kind of feel like I want to be able to do that kind of stuff, but it's more of, I want to be able to express myself. The way yeah, that they do, for sure. because we could always copy what they do. Mm-hmm. As artists, we can always sample their work and make it into a new song. But yeah, and I think that's one of the interesting things about like crossing genres, like taking like something that's always interested me is doing like um, branding for musicians or doing like music videos, like directing music videos for musicians, because I find that crossing over so cool because it's almost like you are able to like take what they've done that's inspired you and make it into something else like using your own like native language so okay last on books we got over like music we've gone over like what kind of do any books i mean i know it's kind of cheesy to have you on a 
authors, you know, podcast and not ask you about books. Do you have any <laughs> books that you feel um, do that too? Definitely Lord of the Rings, which was already mentioned. Um, I think that for me was just an incredible experience. I mean, like we read the book as a family. So I read it like with my parents and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And kind of like, cause my parents are huge Lord of the Rings fans. And so almost like this rite of passage or like this big deal was when all of us were old enough to watch the Lord of the Rings movies. And so we all watched them together. And I was just like, that was honestly the first time that I got really interested in like, cause I was always like individual art from like a drawing and painting type of way. But then like, once I saw that movie, I was like, wow, film is really cool. And it has such like an impact. So here's the fun part where we get to shift this conversation onto the question. Mm-hmm. The part where we're actually, we've we talked about why we're passionate or a little bit about why you're passionate and stuff. But the question that we're actually tackling, you know, in depth here is why are Christians, why do Christians suck right now? Why is Christian art or music or does it is the question. Because, like, if you go on TikTok or something, you'll find a bunch of Christian rappers who are like, I do Christian rap, you should listen to this, or all these things. But if you look at the top ten hits of anything, they're not on there. And if they are on there, they're on there for a day. And as Christians, we, we feel like the, so that passion we go to is the passion, we, we the reason we make art, right? Mm-hmm. And... Even this in the secular, it's we look at nature, we look at the one we love and stuff, and that's where our, our muse comes from and why we make art or good art. And as Christians, we should technically be able to make better art, and yet, you know, I'm I'm personally I'm I'm sick and tired of singing about being drowned in the ocean at church, you know, a dozen times. You know, how many times can I get drowned in the ocean at church under God's love before I wanna puke? Uh, is where we're becoming unauthentic. So, Izzy, in your words, and I'll go on on my little bit, but why do you think Christian art sucks, or does it suck in your opinion? Okay, I have a lot of thoughts about this, to be honest. So we'll go on three things. Okay. First, we'll go on to music. Then we'll go on to movies, and then we'll go on to books. Okay. So that we can hit the big three. Yes. Before I talk about any of that specifically, I do want to say that, um, I guess, I think Christians in general are feeling this pressure that in order for their art to be accepted by society, they have to conform. And I think it's not only Christians that feel that way. I think that there's a lot of other artists that feel that way. And most artists that feel that way in general don't do good. What do you mean by conform? I think making sure that what they're doing is um, acceptable to a wide group of people, whether it's Christians or non-Christians. Crossing over those boundaries or staying within their boundaries. I don't like that there's, like, conceived boundaries. But um, I think that... Let me think of how to phrase this. Well, actually, I'll say this. So there's an Andrew Peterson quote who I was talking about earlier. And he talks about how he's tired of all this bickering between, like, Christian artists and artists who are Christians. Like, you know, like, Christians who are 
artists that kind of still have their art in like the quote unquote secular world and then the Christians who are in like the Christian genre of art um, and how there's all this like bickering between them because both think that the other person is wrong or that the other person isn't doing a good enough job and what he says and I think he's really wise in putting it this way is that he thinks that God called both types of artists to their own separate missions for a reason and that instead of tearing each other down and trying to get each other to do it this one way we should be like supporting each other well it's interesting you say about like a conformity or conforming to a certain thing because like the ones that i see like hop off or something on this or that platform are ones that are being intentionally uh violent or intentionally going against it or like so like if we have this like there's this mainstream uh what will sell and stuff the ones that i see get really popular are ones that are going and entirely anti or even just trying to piss people off like Mm -hmm. you see a little nas is like that he's the number one song for a lot for several months and stuff and it's because you know he's showing himself like going to hell versus you know the next week like I'm, i'm pretty sure he's a great guy you know and he but his his thing was literally just to you know go anti um more anti-Christian because he feels, you know, he's been, you know, a target. But not just him, but you have a lot of these, like, like top level are trying to be intentionally overly sexual or overly this and that. Mm-hmm. So, like, is there really a common? Like, is there really, like, a common thing or is it just trends? I think within specific, I mean, I think that there are trends, but I think within specific genres, there are certain commonalities. Like, I mean, there's a reason why all of the popular music right now is nonconformist, because even though it seems like kind of backwards, it's like that is the trend right now is to be rebellious. And And so that's why it's all popular. And eventually that's going to be like, in some ways, almost conformist. Yeah. Nonconformist. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, that's the funniest thing, because, like, we say, like, I'm a rebel and all this stuff, and I love these top 50 brands, and I wear Chanel, and it's like, that seems very conformist, because, like, in, like, the 90s, when I was, like, couldn't speak, um, <laughs> and, and early 2000s, like, nonconformist was anarchy and burn down the establishment, and then, like, even sometimes now we see in, in, in uh, popular culture the burn down the establishment people are wearing you know louis vuitton and gucci and Prada. it's very interesting but i guess like well actually go ahead and ask you my question well so we're we're sticking on why did christians suck or do they suck Mm -hmm. and like i go on to like what are my favorite um of these things you know you said lord of the rings and we can say do you read lord of the rings more than once a, a year I don't know. No, you read it once and you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I read a book that was by an author, and I'm like, should I look up if he's Christian? Or like, That doesn't matter. It's just, you know, a fun story and stuff. Or if we, like, listen to music. Like, my favorite music right now is Porter Robinson. And, like, it, my, 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 listen, guys, my, my music tastes are weird. And they're never like sh- like straight anything. Uh, I have like bachata music. I have like reggaeton, and I have like EDM. And <laughs> I got like Shakira playing next to Porter Robinson. Okay, but like Porter Robinson does not suck. He's amazing. 
Like, if you listen to, like, his song Wind Tempos, I honestly feel like he knows who God is but doesn't know his name. Because as a Christian, when I feel that amount of passion, I can feel it coming from him. But I can also kind of feel a similar thing I felt where he's, like, trying to reach out, mm-hmm. you know. And when I watch, like, movies like I Can Only Imagine, I, I Can Only Imagine throwing up and, you know, uh, suing suing the movie company for putting me through two agonizing hours. Some people love these things. But, like, the the Christian movies, I, I hate them. Like, they, they to me, they suck because... They don't make me want to know God anymore. But if I listen to Porter Robinson, he's talking about nature. He talks about in an interview, he went to Japan to find himself. And the Japanese have this very much nature, nature um, inspires them. It's a reflection of the divine. And his song, Wind Tempos, just goes on and says, it's so holy, it's so holy. And in his reflection on the divine, I find my own reflection on the divine. But when I watch I Can Only Imagine about this rich guy who has issues with his father, I'm just, I'm not feeling the same thing. And I think that is the problem with Christian art, is that art is supposed to reflect the passion. Like we were talking about earlier about passions. Art is supposed to reflect that passion and make you feel it in some way. And... When I listen to Porter Robinson, even his older stuff, like Divinity and stuff, I can feel it making me want to be passionate. It's making me feel that kind of desire. You feel the same. Yes, I definitely do. There's, I mean, okay, first, before I comment directly, I do want to say that, like, I think that God speaks to everybody in different ways. Like, there are some people I know that, like, you know, for, I guess, for instance, we'll do the whole, you know, like there's an argument where it's like, well, if you're a Christian artist, it has to mention God directly, or it has to like have a picture of Jesus in it. And first of all, I'm like, okay, first, we don't even know what Jesus actually looks like. So like, it's an artistic interpretation already, you know what I mean? But, uh, I guess I'm like, I don't think we have to be so narrow-minded that God can only use one way or the other to reach someone because everybody's different. And so I'm like, if, movies like that um whatever you were talking about i haven't seen it i can only imagine or whatever pictures of jesus directly is what impacts you the most and brings you closer to him that is great but you know not everybody's the same exact way and i think god can use pretty much anything and i think kind of like what andrew peterson said that's why he calls some christian artists to be like different than others if that makes sense but still point to him well Um, it's interesting you say that because like even stephen king in his autobiography or writing book, however you want to view it, on writing, he says that when he was writing Carrie, he was thinking about this girl who lived in a house with a giant Jesus crucifix who became mentally ill, and she had this Christ complex of she should feel guilty and horrible because this giant dying statue was in her living room. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, that's definitely feeling the art, but not in the way they were wanting because art is supposed to make you feel that that little spark that the artist felt when they made it and when you talk about oh christians have to put christ in it uh that's a that's a whole bag of worms i mean my thing about that is like i think that if you are a christian and you're making art 
your art is going to reflect God automatically because it's an outpouring of what you believe. And because like, like I said earlier, since we are made in the image of God or reflections of him, whenever God creates his creation is going to say something about who he is and like his character. And likewise, whenever we make things, it's going to reflect who we are and what we believe. So I think that, um, and even like for people who aren't Christians, it's like if they are truly making art that's like an outpouring from their soul, then what they believe is going to come out. But also sometimes I think what they think that they don't believe comes out too. In the sense of like, we're, um, you know, even if we try to deny that God exists, it's like it is in our DNA no matter what we think. So whenever we make things and we outpour that, like, you're going to hear that truth in some form of another. And I think some, like, a band for me that's like that is called Keen. They're, like, pretty popular in Europe, but they are definitely not Christians. And the art that they make is, or the songs that they sing are definitely not Christian. But you can, like, not only in the lyrics, but in, like, the sound of the music, you can just hear this longing for truth and like just this despair and like it's beautiful but it's the only thing that I've heard that's make like impacted me to the point where I'm like wow people really need Jesus like I really need to tell people about God and like if it wasn't for me listening to their music even though they're not Christians like it hit me in such a profound way and made me realize why our mission as Christians exists in the first place well that's an interesting thing you say that because like and I know it sounds like I only listen to one person right now. Um, but like I said about Porter Robinson, it sounds like he knows what God is, but doesn't know his name. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think that's the whole thing about why Christian art kind of sucks right now is because it's not making the same impact, this reflection of the divine or just this, inner passion that all these other secular people are doing I think that's the main thing is that we're not reflecting God they are and and they're not even intending to they're intending just to be artists or just to be this and that but we're feeling we're feeling this spark of God in them yeah and I think something else that's interesting for Christian artists specifically is like We can always attach this like down below the podcast, but there's a quote by C.S. Lewis about stealing past the watchful dragons. I don't know if you've heard of that one before. Sounds like a long one. I don't know. It is. It is a very long one. But basically what he's saying is that whenever he was able to, for him, all of the ways that he was around religion, like not that he's saying church is bad at all, but he's saying like once he approached like Christianity through the lens of like fantasy um and like other stories he was able to like better understand he thinks that it almost was like a way that he was able to like tiptoe past the watchful dragon of his doubt and his skepticism was viewing it from a different lens so i think like you know some like his stories don't necessarily directly mention god but it is about God. And there's been other people who have said the same thing, that it was able to steal patch, past their watchful dragons, too. Well, see, I think that's the finding, finding the divine, like, the point to make people feel in your art. And we need to put Christ in it. But, like, C.S. Lewis, he, he was kind of blatant 
like Aslan, if it's Jesus, he's a lion who's crucified on a stone that breaks. Like, yeah, it's, his it's is definitely pretty, a bit more obvious. Well, it's interesting because he's very blatant at it. So, like, Paul Robinson is just doing nature in his, his album Nurture. Um, he's just reflecting nature and nurture and stuff. And Lewis is trying to represent God. He's trying to represent Jesus. And so he puts these blatant kind of things. And you have his friend Tolkien who says he did. And, and like, you can look into it, like, Gandalf turns white at one point, and the ring is temptation. and But no one reads Jesus in Gandalf. No one reads, you know, the story of Jesus. But if you read Narnia, it's kind of freaking impossible to not say it's there. And so, like, as artists, we kind of go between how do we get this passion in there and does it have to be Jesus? I think those are two separate things. Because if I put Jesus into all my art, then everything would just be covered in slightly Jewish-looking men. Like it's, it, like you said, it's not going to be an accurate representation, a technical beauty like we were talking about earlier. And even then, it's going to pale in comparison to the true Jesus, you know, because we believe Jesus is God. So that it, it kind of seems impossible or just pointless. And... I think there's a good mix of just doing what you what you feel passionate about. You could be an artist who feels passionate about writing about Christian romances or Jesus if he was, you know, in Chicago in the 80s or something. But I think it's just being true to ourselves and and I know that sounds cliché, but when you're doing art with passion, I think it will come through. Yeah, and I think like I like Andrew Peterson was saying, it's like we're all made to make different types of art. And it will come out regardless. If we're we're true to ourselves and we're true to God, I think we will show that passion. I think God will come through. So fun fact uh, to our listeners, I wrote up a whole thing of notes. Uh, so we we're going to talk about the Romans and why they did art, and the, the Japanese and why they did art, and. Honestly, I think you guys, you guys can look up some fun stuff. Like, you can look up the Great Wave off of Kanagawa and the Romans and why they didn't do much art. But I think the biggest question and what we're really going for is we want you, to, you, the listeners, to also be thinking about these things, to be, you know, drawing while you're listening to this. And I, I, wanna, I want you to kind of look and find a piece of art that you know is terrible, that it lacks that passion. And then a piece of art that you have that has that. Because I definitely have that. I have tons of that. And as a writer, it, it pisses me off. Because when I don't have it, I can't write. And, and looking for that source can almost seem impossible. Our, the, the answer to our question, does Christian art suck? Yeah, it kind of does because we're having this conversation. Well, like, I think not all of it does. Well, okay, not all of it. Because does. there are there are definitely really good Christian artists out there. I think compared, like... Why is it not the top? Yeah, Because I mean, if we have God, shouldn't our art be more impressive? Shouldn't it be... Because these are the things people will say. If, you're, if your God is so inspirational, why does everything sound so empty? Yeah, I think to some degree the reason why a lot of the bad christian art is popular is just because of things like trends and like as far as music goes like the music industry and what they want from people because there's definitely some 
like amazing Christian artists out there that could never make it on the radio station just because they don't fit the mold. You know what I'm saying? And so I think like also back, you know, people are always like back in medieval times, like Christian art was like the art. And I'm like, that is true. And Christian artists were great back then, but also it's like the majority of the population were Christians and the government was connected and with the, the church. Was, the government was paying them to do these artworks. Too. Yeah, so it you was gotta, definitely different. Because, like, nowadays, it's like in America, it's like technically we're considered a Christian nation, but honestly, it's not really that way anymore. Not to the extent that Europe was. So, like, what's running rampant, it's like art reflects culture, and what's running rampant in our culture is things that are being talked about in those top 10 songs on Spotify. Well, honestly, if I'm going to have a, you know, generic podcast call to action insert here I, I would say to people like please make some good art please make some good art that you yourself if you're christian if you're not make it passionate and people will feel that yeah. like and i don't think there needs to be uh oh every like the top 10 songs are always christian and that's why my mom lets me listen to it or like we should bash this person because they're not or support them because they are because i think the best thing that we can do to actually you know spread god in in through art or being ourselves you know with god and showing this you know this love that we have because that's the whole point of this art and stuff is to show that and make people feel For that sure we can't always be at the top we can't always do that but we can just do our that sounds so cliche we can just do our best and make sure that we're not being cliche because these christian movies that are empty they make some people feel i'm glad you go see it love it i'm, I'm glad you had a great time but i see it i see a story that can be 10 times better yeah because if you look at like the chosen which is a great series that you can go on their website it's free to watch it always feels like there's a passion behind it. It always feels like someone was having an anxiety attack while writing it. That's what I want to feel. And that's what I want it to be in our art. Like, you have anxiety, use that. If you're depressed, yeah. I want you to cry and then make a piece of art. And think about it, that was even using images of Jesus, but they still did it well. <laughs> so we're not saying that that's like, you know, something that you can never do either. No, even but that, because yeah. like, you can draw, you can draw a painting, of, you can draw a painting, my gosh. You can paint Jesus crying and he's depressed because, you know, he felt depression or he has anxiety or something because he was human and he felt what we can feel. That's why we know he knows us. And you can represent it just as yourself, you know, crying. You can represent yourself crying at the cross. You can just do a mountain in the background with a giant piece of toast on it. Yeah. And that can be a representation. Well, I mean, something else that I was thinking about, too, whenever we were talking about it, It's like I mentioned you two earlier. You two, like, Christians, but they're still very, very popular in secular culture. You know what I mean? Like, they, they are on the top ten all the time. And I think that's a great place to leave us on. I want to thank our guests and especially our listeners for joining us this week. And I want to point you out to our site. If you're joining us from Spotify or other sites, you can find my blog, writings, and upcoming book releases at www.allocraticsun.com. Next week, we'll be joined by Dr. Cole Bennett, professor of English, to talk about why he's passionate about teaching the written word and his propensity for playing Americana folk music. So thank you, Izzy, for being on our podcast. My pleasure. And we look forward to more episodes. And if you want to support us, you can go to our website and we have merch. 
Thank you for listening and have a great day.